Hello? Okay, Hello? Elliot, we are record we are recording. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Do you hear me? All right. Yep, perfect. All right. This is uh, <clears throat> a weird Arcanea Jolly Temper podcast. We're actually doing an interview session with Elliot from Sweden. He wanted to learn more about Jedi realism and be able to record the call. So we're doing it as a podcast. All right, Elliot, go ahead. What do you got first? Yeah. Actually, first, I just want to say a thank you to you for letting me do this to you. And uh, yeah, that I'm very excited to do this and um, that I'm very, very inspired of everything that you do and all the Arcanea Templar podcast that you're doing and that it will be very exciting to talk to you. Oh, thank you. And then my, my first question is, how did you did uh, come in connection with uh, or come across the, the Jedi uh, realism path of life? All right, actually, that's uh, a little convoluted. Um, when I started Jedi realism initially, you know, I grew up, I'm old. I grew up as a Star Wars fan. We had three movies that everybody loved. And then we had some books and some role play game stuff. And this was like, you know, in the majority of the 80s was kind of people just kind of did their own thing. In like the mid 1990s, somewhere between 94 and 96, when the internet became a big ordeal, people were on Yahoo groups and a whole bunch of Star Wars and Jedi groups popped up. So literally I've been kind of part of the community almost since day one and okay. it just it was fascinating to me i was i love star wars i love the jedi aspect of star wars and i love martial arts and then when the online community started we just kind of formed in the jedi realism or depending on what you want to call it you can call it jediism or jedi realism the movement started and it just kept going okay Interesting. Um, how did you uh, become a uh, part of the Jedi Realms community? Uh, like more, yeah, more like you, if how you did get interested in, yeah, taking it as a life path. Uh, honestly. The Jedi aspect from Star Wars is actually what drew me in. The uh, If you take the Jedi aspect, you know, take the Star Wars out and just like focus on what we know about the Jedi from the original films and from the books, you know, the spiritual warrior monk concept reminded me a lot of like the Shaolin monks yeah. And yeah. the Knights Templar, and that's really what drew me into it. I'm like, you know what? This is a life path that actually works for me. And initially, when I first joined the community, I want to say it was 1996, but honestly, it was somewhere between 94 and 98. I'm calling it 96 because it's just been that long of a time ago. I joined it, you know, because again, my love of Star Wars, my love of martial arts. Now, the dirty little secret that's not a secret about me is for a while, I went into addiction and yeah. Yeah. I later rejoined the community in 
went more hardcore with it back in 2003. And that's when it was like, what's that? Uh, I just wonder what was it that drew you back when you were like, when, uh, yeah. Okay, that's actually a fair question. And I love that we have a small language, the way I talk and the way you talk. I mean, definitely both English, but I can tell it's American English is its own animal. But um, what drew me back to it was I was living a life that I was not going to live through. And I needed to get back to my roots. And Jedi realism was the one thing that, in my opinion, was part of my roots. So as I was battling with addiction, sorry, when I was battling with active addiction, it made sense to find some familiar ground to get back into my spirituality. So that's what drew me back in and what gave me a great platform to use because I I don't know how it works. You're in Sweden, correct? Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, we have in America, unfortunately, and sadly, our drug addiction uh, problems are pretty hardcore. And for one reason or another, a lot of people who are trying to quit active addiction, they end up in Jediism because, you know, they're they're looking for a higher power and a traditional religion such as the Abrahamic religions, you know, Christianity or Judaism or Islam isn't quite working for them. So they're looking for something a little, little different. And for some reason, Jedi realism, you know, attracts that crowd, which I absolutely love because it gives me a chance to work with people. And for some reason it just works. Okay. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Yeah, of course. What is actually your first tongue? What's your first language? Uh, Swedish. And how different is Swedish and English? Is it like night and day different? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I was kind of curious because I, there are some badasses in the uh, uh, CrossFit I'm, I'm not into CrossFit, but I love watching like the CrossFit videos and the CrossFit games. But there are some badasses from Sweden, Norway, Denmark, like all those areas that are in America point of view. They tend to group them all together. And yeah. most of the badasses come from that area. Now, are those areas mm-hmm. together or just as Americans, we see them together? Like Sweden, Denmark, Norway. Are you guys kind of connected or, or not at all? I wouldn't say that we are connected, but it's more like you have those uh, countries in the same the same area, and uh, some of yeah, I would say that some people like to travel to uh, the other countries. Yeah, like from American point of view, they tend to teach those like from geography they teach them together and say that they have a lot in common. And is it Scandinavian? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. That, okay. um, and I think the, the, the things that they have in common is that some of the language uh, from, for example, uh, Norway and Denmark has 
like the same words for many things and Sweden and Norway they oh so, sorry the Sweden and Norway have many same words or can understand each other uh, and the Den uh, Denmark has like the same kind of dialect as the Nor okay. Norwegians. Okay, that makes so, sense. All right. Okay. So they, this it's harder for a Swedish person to understand a, a Danish one than it is for a Danish one to understand a Norwegian. And the English you guys learn would be great. Yeah, exactly. We 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 learn it from actually I think it's now from uh first year year in school. Oh really? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> my um my wife's uh my wife's grandfather is from Germany. Okay. And he speaks or he spoke of course he learned German when he was in, in, in school, but he also learned um, English in like four other languages. It seems like over there in Europe and that part of the country, you guys learn like 15 different languages at one time almost. And that's yeah. gotta be confusing. <laughs> Yeah, it can be so, uh, but I think, yeah, from sixth grade to last year, I uh, I learned three languages at the same time. Yeah, you guys are much better off than we are. Like most of us, barely speaking English, and trust me, English that you, the way you guys are learning it, and English the way we talk it here in America, is such a different animal. It, it honestly it is i understand that it it's a completely different thing i'm surprised you can listen to my podcast and understand me i could see you like listening to it two or three times be like let me make sure i caught that right just because how different <laughs> and... uh, okay yeah i, I think it's mostly because uh, i've listened to a lot of audiobooks and uh, and other podcasts and movies in english and uh, i can't really see the sub uh, the subtitles so i just have to learn what they say oh d just wait you come visit america sometime and it's actually funny there's a an actor i don't know if you watched the tv show uh sons of anarchy it's an American no, I have... all right well there's an actor like the main character his name's jacks teller i can't think what his actual name is right now but he is so bloody english it's unbelievable and when okay. you see him in old movies, like older movies for him anyway, you could tell he has like that cockney, posh English accent. And okay. when he's in the Sons of Anarchy TV show, he sounds like he's from America. Like he had to go through like a crazy amount of voice training and dialect training to be able to pull off the role that he did when you didn't actually realize he is pure English, like English, English, like the <laughs> posh English. And yeah. it's funny when, when you see the differences, it's like, wow, this is how he naturally talks. And yeah. this is the actor voice. And it, it, it's crazy to watch it. Like, I couldn't imagine trying to do that. Like, that would be insane. It, it sounds very crazy. <laughs> um. Right. In what way do you feel that your religion affects your life? 
Okay, actually, that's a great question. And I believe everybody's religion should affect their lives. Like anybody, whatever the religion is, it should make you a better person. For me, Jedi realism is more about being actively aware of what's going on around me and actually paying attention to the small things and being able to help people. But again, that's the same thing of any religion. If your religion makes you a better person, um, then follow it. And unfortunately, what we see a lot of people in different religions is they claim to be a specific religion, but when you look at their life, you don't see that religion in your life. Now, okay, there is a kind of thing in America, religion and spirituality, they're often combined, but they're also separate. Uh, when I think of religion, I think of the Abrahamic religions. Again, Christianity, Islam, and, and uh, uh, Judaism. Other yeah. things such as like Jedi realism or Buddhism or Taoism or, you know, Wiccan. I mm -hmm. kind of throw those more on the not necessarily organized religion, but spirituality. If, if that makes any sense, if, if you see a difference there. I think so. Yeah, it, it's, it seems like a subtle difference. Like, all right, in traditional religions, you know, again, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, or not Buddhism, but uh, uh, Judaism, you mm -hmm. know, you do have specific laws to follow. And if you don't follow those laws, there are consequences according to their doctrine. Yeah. All right? yeah. In Jedi realism, there are practices that we do follow, you know, the Jedi Code, Jedi Creed, behaviors, and so forth. But, you know, we're, we acknowledge we're not always going to, you know, meet the standard. You know, there's going to be days where your anger is going to take control because, you know, whatever's going on that day. You know, there's not like a Jedi hell or a Jedi heaven. It's just, you know, living for the moment, living for today and being active in your community and actually doing things to help other people. Okay. not to mention all the workouts and practice sessions um one thing you see on youtube it actually irritates the hell out of me you always see awesome youtube videos of people twirling lightsabers and stuff like that i'm sure you've seen that a thousand times over haven't you yeah i have all right for me jedi realism you know physical fitness is a big part of my life path I have a love-hate relationship with my local gyms where I love the results of my workouts, but there, to be honest, there are days I could try to think of a thousand and one excuses why I shouldn't go to the gym because yeah. it hurts, it's grueling, it's painful. And I, you know, I still have to go because physical fitness is part of our path. Same okay. as okay. <clears throat> self-defense. <clears throat> because if you want to be a guardian, if you want to be a protector, you have to learn how to protect yourself, right? Yeah. Now, from there, we have the concept of martial arts. Which martial arts should I get into? Well, honestly, that's pretty uh, different depending on the person. Example, I'm six foot two. Right now, I weigh just under 200 pounds. I totally enjoy taekwondo classes. 
I have earned a secondary black belt in Taekwondo. And the cool thing is, I'm sure you have Taekwondo schools out there where you're at. If you have a Taekwondo school that's associated with the Kukiwan in the World Taekwondo Federation, the cool thing is I can take my gi, uh, my dobok, sorry, take my dobok, take my belt. I can go to a Taekwondo school over the, where you're at and fit right in because they have a similar structure. So I totally oh. love that aspect. But, you know, there are other people who they love jujitsu, you know, the grappling, the joint manipulation, the chokes. Okay, mm -hmm. that's fun too, our judo with the takedowns. And I am in my early 40s. And the fact I still do my martial arts, I still practice. And, you know, that's a huge thing for me. You know, age does, unfortunately, uh, play into account. You know, I don't have the same energy level as I did when I was in my 20s. But, you know, I still go to classes. I still go to my cage fighting classes. And it actually is a hell of a lot of work. Like Jedi Realism, it's easy to join a Jedi Realist group and say, oh, I'm a Jedi Master so-and-so. You know, A, <laughs> it's easy to say that, but B, it's the biggest joke within a community. But, um, you know, it's easy to say it, but actually doing it, you know, going to the gym and working on physical fitness, going to your martial arts school and learn how to defend yourself. Because again, if you can't defend yourself, you can't defend others. And a lot of the doctrine that we follow is, okay, you know, Star Wars now has two different divisions. There's the Disney Star Wars brand that, you know, the last few six movies are Disney brand. Uh, the TV shows like The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Vett, you know, that's Disney Star Wars. Yes. There were a lot of books that were released. They're now called Legends. But back then it was called the EU. And a lot of our community was built by reading those books and finding lessons and quotes that we could apply to life. You know, it's not like oh, I can use the force and I could, you know, throw my car 16 feet in the air and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what? That looks great. It sounds wonderful. But let's be honest. We both know it's not practical. I mean, if somebody could do it, I would love to see it. But it's just not practical. But a lot of life, life lessons. Um, example, uh, dealing with grief and mourning, right? You know, it, it seems natural to grieve over the loss of an individual, um, be it their life or a relationship. Of but, course. All right. When we grieve, you know, are we grieving because of that person or are we grieving because of ourselves? It, it sounds stupid when, like, in the Star Wars movie, Yoda was like, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. That sounds so stupid and so stoic. But in a sense, it's true. Like, when we grieve, like, when my father passed away, you know, 20-plus years ago now, you know, I definitely grieve. But it, it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. I'm not grieving for my father. I'm grieving because the connection I lost to my father. Like, my father, uh, when he passed away he died very quickly of cancer so in yeah. truth for him dying was a hell of a lot better than what he had to live and suffer through 
so when we look at things, we have to understand, you know, yeah, you're going to miss this person, but when you're grieving, you have to understand you're actually doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for the person. It sounds kind of convoluted, but it, it makes sense when you really dig into it. Like that's part of the spirituality of Jedi realism and life lessons that we get. And I don't care what book you read. Any book you read, you know, be it fiction, you know, Star Wars or Harry Potter or the Aragon books, you can pull three to five quotes out of any book and say, hey, you know what? I like this quote. I like this lesson. Let me apply it to my life and see how it works. And that's how we start our community. And there's a lot of books, trust me. Yeah, I, I've not found so many many ones yet, but uh, it seems like uh, there is many books out there. When you read books, you know, again, I don't care if it's Star Wars or Harry Potter or whatever fictional book. Is there like, you know, quotes or lessons? You're like, hey, you know what? That's totally badass. Let me try to apply that to my life. I think I've... I've read books, uh, past the years, but I don't think that I've thought of about it before. Nothing that like inspired you, which is totally fine. You know, for for us, the Star Wars books were inspiration. Again, actually, let me get one thing probably pretty clear: is nobody in our community believes that Yoda exists or Yoda is a god. I'll, I'll get no, that one out very I, clearly. I, yeah, you know, I know that. I've uh, I've researched some, uh, something about uh, or um, um, uh, I, I researched oh, a bit of. of... There, there are people Sorry? who actually believe that. There are people who actually say, "Oh, you believe in Star Wars? You think Yoda is real?" I'm like, no, actually, I'm I'm pretty sure okay. Yoda was a puppet and he was an animated character and. You know, episodes one through three, you know, they computer generated him. And again, he was a puppet. But yeah, he was a puppet or he was computer generated. Cool, whatever. He was a character. He was a fictional character. Definitely, I agree. But just because it's a fictional character doesn't necessarily mean that you can't say, hey, you know what? I totally love that quote. I can apply that. You know, just be, you know, if even if you think about Christianity, when yeah. Jesus, his disciples, he taught in parables. And, yep. you know, the Star Wars movies and books, they're pretty much parables. It's just like, hey, this is the story. Take from it what you will. And, yeah, it it works. If you can still um, you, you can still use the characters as inspiration sources. Exactly. You know, and again, we acknowledge they are not real. They are not real. We acknowledge it. But again, inspiration. Inspiration can find you know, you can find inspiration from anything. You can find inspiration from YouTube videos about great motivational quotes or, you know, songs, you know, inspiration comes in so many forms, but I think a lot of people are, are kind of afraid of it. They're afraid to almost step out of the norm. Okay. And uh, do you, do you have, do you, why, why do you think they are afraid? I think people are just kind of afraid to be different. <clears throat> I, I'm part of the Gen X generation where I was raised really not to care about other people's opinions in the sense like what they think about me. 
if you like me, you like me. Great. Wonderful. If you don't like me, okay, cool. I simply, you know, I'm not going to waste my time, you know, talking to people or trying to impress people who don't like me. You know, it's just, it's, it's a waste of time. You, you're not going to do anything productive by worrying or trying to make people like you. But it seems like nowadays there's a whole acceptance thing that if you don't like me, then you're a bad, evil, rotten person. Or I don't want to step outside the norm because if I step outside the norm, people aren't going to like me. And I just think that's kind of wasteful. Like you're kind of missing out on life if you're worried about being accepted by everybody. You know, if you're worried about looking a little bit different or having a slightly different, you know, look on life, you know, you're missing a point. You know, we have one life. As far as I know, we have one life. I don't know what happens when this life ends. I'm not going to know. And nobody knows until it happens. We have our beliefs. We have, you know, whatever our religions that say this is what happens. But let's be honest. We're not going to know if that's true until we take that last breath. So however long I'm on this earth, I'm going to enjoy my time. I'm going to do what I can to help my community around me and enjoy it. If people like it, great. Like, you know, example, like I mentioned before, I'm a recovering drug addict. There are so many people who are afraid to admit that and to let people know that this is my problem. And, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, you know, there are some people at least here in America, who will look at me and say, hey, you know, he's been a recovering addict. He's been sober for 19 years. That's pretty badass. You know, he's doing his thing. There are other people who unfortunately still look down upon me and will still, if they disagree with me about something, the the comeback that they use is, well, you're a drug addict. What do you know? I'm like, you're seriously going to use that shit against me? That, sorry, that stuff oh, okay. against me? It's been okay. 19 years and you want to do that. Again, that's why a lot of people are afraid to admit that, you know, they have problems or admit to different things in their lives because people will use that. And I don't know. I think it's wasteful. Why people care about other people's opinions like that is beyond me. I just hope more people understand it's okay to not be accepted it's okay to not be part of the cool kid sandbox. And, you know, if you're with a crowd of people and they don't like you, they don't want you around, it's a hell of a lot easier to find a different group of people and, you know, live life. Because that, uh, that's, uh, one thing that uh, found very interesting and uh, fantastic with you when I listened to your podcast that uh, you don't care what the people think and that's that's a real cool thing I think it gets me into trouble I'll be honest with that it really it really does get me in trouble but you know we have one life you know we might as well enjoy what we have you know again my love-hate relationship with the gym I yeah. love the results sometimes I love working out there are other days again it's like oh man I have to go to the gym but, you know, if you don't love what you do, then why the hell are you doing it? Like, there are so many people who, you know, talk, okay, this is what happens. You're going to grow older. You're going to make some friends. You're going to finish whatever 
your schooling is for your country. Example for us, it's high school. And after high school, you have two choices. You're either three choices. You're either going to join the workforce and pay bills and get your apartment and buy your car and all that fun stuff. Or you're going to go to college and you're going to study hard to get some great degree that unfortunately is very different here in America. A lot of people get these really great degrees and still can't find jobs. Or you're going to go to the military and this is how your life structure is going to work. And any deviation from that, you know, you're stepping out of the norm. It's like, no, it's okay to step out of the norm. You know, I have a job. I have a podcast. I have a life. And my stuff is pretty combined into each other. And I'm okay with that. You know, it, it's fine. I might not have a normal life. Like, I don't work a nine-to-five job where I punch a time clock and all that stuff. Been there and done that, and I absolutely hated it. But, you know, I don't have a normal life and I'm totally okay with it because my life is, I pretty much have the freedom to do whatever the hell I want. And I appreciate that a hell of a lot more than having 2.3 kids and punching a time clock every day, you know, having two days off, you know, and here you work 40 to 60 hours a week. Most people work 40 to 60 hours a week. Okay. So you pay a ridiculous amount of money for your home. You know, either you're buying your house or you're paying rent and all your bills. But then when you think about it, you spend more time at your workplace than you do at your home or with your family. And that confuses the hell out of me. Like, why would... I live my life dedicated only to my job. You know, your job mm-hmm. at the end of the day doesn't care about you. Your job can replace you in moments. So, you know, for me, my life is different where I focus more on my friends and I focus more on the things that I want to do and the things I want to accomplish than I do my job. But again, I have a job and I earn a very decent living. So it's not like I sit at home and do absolutely nothing or you know whatnot i do own a home we do have two cars so it's not like i do nothing but i don't have a traditional life i'll at least say that Hmm. but but, uh, yeah as i said before i I think you're such a inspiration source um in any case for me and uh, thank you that uh, your podcast has uh, actually um, made me think in a better way of life and how to how to feel better by thinking good about yourself and that no. life is what it is. My podcast, truthfully, you've been listening to Arkan AJ Temper, which is awesome. We originated, or I originally started um actually two places one jedi realist radio the other platform i tried to use before this one uh i started that back in 2012 and i still kind of do podcasts on that platform every now and again but thankfully uh my friend alan 
has taken over Jedi Rails Radio for me for the most part. So we have our messages being spread on different medias. And yeah. uh, before that, there's a podcast. You can find it on Anchor Radio and you can find it on Blog Talk Radio. It's called uh, Nights of Awakening. Uh, the guy who runs that, his name's Justin. Justin's a total badass. Uh, he gave me the chance to start podcasting. Like I started doing podcasting through him. And okay. it was a fun process. And I learned a lot about myself. But when a time came to, you know, diverge and for me to do my own thing, it's funny. I was talking to Justin. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And he's like, all right, cool. And even to this day, if I'm kind of wary about things I want to talk about or whatever, I'll go to Justin because I'm like, hey, Justin, I'm thinking about doing this on my platform. What do you think? And okay. I love getting okay. feedback from him. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, were you able to find the documentary film American Jedi? Uh, I was searching for it, but I just found the trailer. Okay. Um, after we get done with our conversation, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with that one. It's actually, it's a great film. It's about, uh, well, myself, but more importantly, it's about a girl named Paris. You saw it in a trailer. A girl named Paris and a guy named Opie. Uh, Paris is a badass Marine. And her story is phenomenal about how Jedi realism uh, helped her out and helped get her out of some sticky situations. And then Opie is another guy within Jedi Rose community. Uh, he does YouTube videos. And truth be told, Opie and I do not like each other, not even a little bit, but he has some great uh, YouTube videos. Look him up later. Um, his YouTube channel, I want to say it's called Jedi Living. He has some okay. phenomenal material. Again, check it out when you can. And if you look on Kindle, uh, Opie has a number of books about his variation of Jedi realism. And... Again, Opie and I do not get along, but I always recommend people to check out his work because he has some great uh, variations of Jedi realism, and it's phenomenal. And actually, I, I guess I should kind of circle back. Um, okay, you know, like, the Christian faith, right? Yeah. You know that there's, yeah. like, 101 different denominations of Christianity? Yep. Okay. One might be an exaggeration, but there's a bunch of variations. And Jedi realism is pretty much the same way in that regard. You know, it's not okay. a one size fits all. Like, if you called every Christian and Catholicism was the only branch of Christianity that was practiced, you know, mm -hmm. we they tried that many, many years ago. In out you know which is why the church broke off and why we have so many different denominations jedi realism's the same way like the way i view jedi realism the way paris views jedi realism and the way opie view it are all very different from each other and you know it check out those two when you have time particularly opie he has a lot more material out there and you know some great stuff check it out when you when you can of course, I'll do. 
Um, yeah, you, ma you mentioned earlier that you didn't actually cared what people thought about you, but I have a question that um, what your friends, family, and colleagues think about you being a, being a realist. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of weird in a sense. Like, all of them accept it in... You know, I should probably say I grew up Catholic. And to be honest, I do still practice some, you know, some of my Catholicism is still in my head. Like I still honor Lent and things of that nature. You know, it's a big thing for me. But my friends aren't surprised because I've always just been a little bit strange. I've always been more on the spiritual side of things <clears throat> than a traditional religion. And the fact that the ones who don't necessarily appreciate it will say, okay, I don't quite agree with that life choice, but your life choice has kept you sober for 19 years and your life choice has you helping other people who are dealing with addiction issues or other issues and you're more of service. So I might not agree with your choice, but the fact that you do so much is totally badass and something that we appreciate. You know, I have uh, one brother who does not understand me, but listens to my podcast regularly and is totally fine with it. I do have a brother who absolutely hates my life choices. And unfortunately we don't talk, but you know what? If I had a choice and it, it sounds horrible to stop what I'm doing and rebuild a relationship with that one brother. Um, in some ways, it sounds like it would be a great thing, but in other ways, it would be selfish. I'd rather do what I do and believe as I believe than have that acceptance. Because if I worry about that acceptance, that means it's people I cannot help and it's things I won't be able to do. And again, in, in America, you know, a lot of people view recovering drug addicts as a shameful thing and it's unfortunate okay. that people believe that it's unfortunate that they do but unfortunately you know people who've never dealt with addiction do not understand you know it really is a chemical imbalance it really is a disorder that you know some people can drink uh, a bottle of beer and particularly over in europe you guys love beer and wine quite a bit some people can drink that beer or that wine and eh, I'm going to have a glass. I'm good. Other people, for some reason, their bodies tell them that they need more. And that's really all addiction is, is your body is just saying, you know, it reacts to a substance differently. And I'd rather keep working and doing what I do than find acceptance from other people. Now, oddly enough, um, after the documentary American Jedi was released, uh, a local newspaper wanted to do an interview because they thought it was interesting. And since I live locally, they're like, hey, we're going to put this in a newspaper. I was like, okay, okay, cool. So I did an interview with them. And then I moved off and I was living in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, which is probably about 12 hours from where I'm at now. And while I was away, my Taekwondo school was actually hilarious. They have uh, a lot of martial arts schools and business schools have it where they have like their own little newspaper kind of thing. 
-hmm. And mm -hmm. they did an article about me um, because of the newspaper article and the film. And a lot of people contacted me. They're like, okay, so like, I don't walk around and say, hey, I'm a Jedi realist. I am notable for this. I have worn Jedi robes like three times in my life. One of them was when I was knighted. Another example was I performed a friend's wedding and we performed it through the Arcanea Jedi order, which meant I dressed up for that process. And another was a favorite or friend that I just couldn't resist. Like, I don't walk okay. around and scream, I'm a Jedi realist or wear Jedi robes, because honestly, I think that's really counterproductive. And it, it brings the wrong attention. You could tell people they're slightly different, just the way they conduct their lives. And when everything came out and the film came out and everything was brought up into the forefront, people are like, now that makes sense. Now I totally understand you. And some accepted it and some just thought I was weird and crazy and hey, that's fine too. It's my life, not theirs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you recommend the uh, uh, Jedi Realist Path of Life for uh, uh, someone who is an atheist or agnostic? Actually, that's totally... Uh, they actually flow hand in hand, to be honest. Um, even like atheists, they have beliefs or agnostic people question everything, which I think you should question everything. Um, here, a great example. Have you ever heard of the uh, energy healing uh, called Re Reiki? Yeah. All right. I'm a firm believer in it. Okay. If people want to practice Reiki as, you know, a way to build up energy in your life, to build up strength or to help you heal. And okay, great. I'm a firm believer in it. Uh, other people are going to you know, Reiki is not real. It's just a placebo effect. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. That's fine. Then maybe you shouldn't practice it. If you don't believe it or believe in its possibilities, then okay, that's fine. And you should question everything. You know, if you join a Jedi Order, and there are a good number of Jedi Orders out there, you should kind of question it. You should kind of question the background of the people who started it. You should question beliefs. I mean, you should not be a mindless follower. You should always ask questions. You should always seek to learn. And even if you don't agree with something, you know, try to learn and understand it. Example, um, this is going to sound whatever, but uh, the flat earth conspiracy, do you guys talk about that over there in your side of the world? Yeah. All right. I do not believe the world is flat. However, I have watched some awesome documentary films that people do and they put on YouTube about why they do believe it's real. Again, okay. I, don't, I don't believe it, which is fine. But I do try to understand why the people who do, why they believe what they believe. You know, in, in politics, truthfully, this is even more important. You see people, at least in America, we have basically the two-party system. And people bicker, fight, and moan <clears throat> with each other back and forth. 
because they have their opinion. This is how it is. And they close themselves off to everybody else's opinions. I actually mm-hmm. enjoy political and religious conversations because just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I should automatically shut you off. You know, I don't agree with you, fine, but here, let me hear more about what you believe and why you believe that the world should be this way. And at least in that attempt, I strive to, again, I'm not going to agree with you, but at least I can understand where you're coming from. And for atheists and agnostic people, you know, it's great to understand where they're coming from because it just, it makes life better. Again, would you join any organization that said, this is how life is, this is what's going to happen, and you cannot think for yourself? I would never join any type of organization like that. It sounds pretty boring. It, life would be so boring. If everybody believed the same thing, how boring would life actually be? Like, there'd be no excitement. There'd be nothing to learn. And learning is just, for me, it's fun. I totally agree with you. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was uh, looking outside. Apparently, there's some wildfires here in Kansas. Not, <clears throat> not anywhere near Wichita. But we have a lot of wind going on. So apparently the wildfires are a lot of the smoke from the fires are coming into Wichita where it looks okay. really cloudy outside, but apparently it's uh, smoke mixed with the clouds. So just looking outside, noticing that it looks really dreary out there. Hmm. Hey, actually quick question. What season are you, you're starting spring now as well, right? Yeah, the weird thing in Sweden is, is that in April, we can have all kind of weathers. Yes. Uh, Do you have so... a... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. Ah, no worries. Uh, so for, I think it was two or three weeks ago, uh, there was spring and uh, all snow had melted away and the sun was shining it was warm and it was feeling like the summer was on its way and then uh, a weekend later the snow was back no do you, do you get a lot of snow where you live at yeah i actually live in the northern part of sweden so it's uh, uh, pretty much snow out here all right i grew up in uh pennsylvania which is like northeastern side of the United States. And we had a lot of snow. And in America, it's really funny. Like we have some areas that have a lot of snow. We have some areas that stay like 70s and higher during the winter. Here in Kansas, we get cold, but thankfully we don't have much snow. And this state is very flat. And I think I love living here, A, because we don't have snow, and B, because it's not, it's flat. We don't have hills. Like in Pennsylvania, you had the snow to worry about, and then you also had, like, the big hills, and driving in the winter was a fiasco. Out here in Wichita, <clears throat> Wichita, Kansas, 
when it snows, I'll kind of stay off the roads for like a day or two. And then after that, driving's no problem. Since it's flat, you know, it's easier because the ice isn't a problem. Or oh, uh, rephrase. It's not as much of a problem because I'm sure in Switzerland, you drive through a lot of big hills and when the roads are icy, you're probably like, oh God, this is going to suck. In Kansas, we don't have that problem. It'll get cold, but we don't get the snow and the ice as much. Okay. That sounds uh, like a very much easier um, living. Oh yeah, our winters aren't nearly as as horrible and we, we have other states like uh michigan that it's cold up until june and the lakes barely melt like the great lakes i don't know if you learn about those you know where you're at but the five biggest lakes in five or seven god i'm gonna sound stupid because i can't remember all of them but in any event there's one that barely thaws at all during the summertime because it's just that damn cold up there in michigan oh yeah, it's interesting out here. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. Um, I'm thinking of uh, joining one or, or some Jedi Order. And do you have any tips for me as thinking of joining the community? Uh, a couple. Okay, again, I would recommend Arcanea. It's a great group. However, check out and understand not all the groups on Facebook that call themselves a Jedi Order, they're not. Not all of them. A lot of them are just groups on Facebook, which is totally fine. Um, check out as many different groups as you can on Facebook. Or There's one actual order, another one that is also classified as a religion uh temple of the jedi order um they have some great doctrine going on but here's what i'm going to recommend going back to your atheist um question when you check out the different groups just kind of pay attention to what people say and you know let your intuition guide you you know are these people legit or are they just con artists are they trying to get something like you know we do have a group out here i'm not going to say the name join them there is like a membership fee that you have to pay and yada 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 i would bear away okay. from those such things you know if you have to pay to learn about it i would honestly bear away from it but again you know find a group that has doctrine that works for you and you know I, like i mentioned to you before you know with agents I am particular about ages in a sense because I believe until a person is a legal adult, it is not necessarily a good thing to teach them a religion that is outside of their family group. Not that they're too young or too immature, but it's more out of respect for their parents that I don't necessarily work with underage people. It's more of a, if I had kids that were 17, I would be wondering what type of information that they were getting from these people or what these people's hidden agendas may be. If that makes any sense to you. Yeah, it uh, totally does. You know, for me, that's important. 
again, it's not that, hey, you're 17, you're too young, stupid and immature to understand this. No, no, no. It's nothing about that. You know, again, I literally started Jedi realism when I was a teenager. But it was a different world then. You learned from books. We didn't necessarily have the internet the way we do now. And right now, there are so many carn artists and really bad people out there that, you know, be really skeptical about where you're getting information from and verify as much as you can. And there are some groups like, you know, for me, physical fitness and martial arts is a huge thing. Reading the Star Wars books and learning lessons from them is a huge thing. Again, that's me. There are other groups that they're not about that, which is totally fine. So find a group that A, you find is interesting, and B, that's actually going to challenge you to be better than you are right now. Okay. You know, okay. It's kind of like, all right, if you, uh, what what's your favorite sport? Yeah, I would say... All right, horseback, horseback riding. When you first learned horseback riding, how many times were you thrown off a horse? Yeah, sometimes I'm sure I don't quite... remember. No, I'm, I don't I'm remember sure you know. Some... If you <clears throat> got on a horse and the first time you and the horse took off and you didn't get thrown off and there's no challenge to stay on the horse, if there's no challenge at all, would you have stayed interested in it? I don't think I would. Like, last thing. So, you know, hey, this is easy. I like this. Okay, for the short term, okay, cool. This is easy. You like it. But for the long term, it, hey, you stop chewing on that. Sorry, my dog is acting up. Um, for Jedi realism, you know, people find an easy group that, hey, this is the bare minimum to be a Jedi. Call yourself a Jedi and you're a Jedi. Okay, that might sound cool, I guess. You have a title. But if it doesn't challenge you to make you a better person, would it even be something that you'd want to continue to explore? Which is why I always tell people, find something that they like, but also it's going to challenge the hell out of them. And, you know, with the reading of books or the exercise or whatever, to, to help make you a better person. And let me be actually very honest. I am not an athletic person. When I finished high school many, many, many years ago, I think I weighed 125, maybe 130 pounds on a really bad day. Um, okay. I was the last person picked in gym class. I was just not athletic. The only sport I was good at was volleyball. Horrible in basketball, horrible in baseball. So, you know, again, I'm not athletic. So for me to promote, you know, going to the gym and health and fitness and promoting martial arts the way that I do, trust me with how unathletic I am, if I could do it, as long as your body functions, anybody can do it. And the challenge of it, you know, like getting to a black belt level in Taekwondo, it might take somebody three to five years. 
And I always recommend, hey, you know, earn a black belt in a martial arts style. And it's not about getting that black belt, you know, put on your waist. It's about what did you learn about yourself in those three to five years? You know, for martial arts, you know, you're learning different skill sets, punching, kicking, blocking, whatever. But also you're learning about yourself, like how much pain you can put your body through. Um, when I go to class, rephrase, when I practice kickboxing at my house and I'm beating the hell out of the heavy bag, okay, cool. I can push myself to a certain point. But I notice when I go to classes and somebody is yelling and screaming at me, like my coach is yelling and screaming at me, I tend to be able to push myself a hell of a lot more because I have that pressure on me. And Jedi realism should be the same thing, you know, where it puts the pressure on you and it makes you better. Sorry, I do ramble and I apologize for that. No worries. Any other questions from over there? Um, yeah, I think so. I uh, just have to see. Um, wait a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there any obstacles with uh, being a Jedi realist? Um, are there obstacles with being a Jedi realist? Truthfully, the biggest obstacles, sadly enough, are the community itself. Or sorry, is the community itself. Um, you're going to find people who want to call themselves gurus and all-knowing and kind of whatever. They're actually the biggest obstacles of our, of our community. So when I talk about Jedi realism, I at least try to stress, this is my interpretation of Jedi realism. This is how I see it. This is my, you know, my, my view of it. Like I mentioned before, Opie has some great books out there and some great videos. I don't agree with them. I don't necessarily like him, but I respect his values and the work that he puts out. Now, there are other people who will say hey i don't like this person and you shouldn't like them either or i don't like what this person's teaching and what they're teaching is trash and you shouldn't bother checking that out that's actually the biggest obstacle of jedi realism to be truthful it's not about community or not community but uh it's not about people outside of the community accepting you know your point of view or you know the life that you want to live it's our biggest obstacle is people within our community who literally try to sabotage other people to make themselves feel more special or more unique. And it really is a shame. Like cancel culture is a really big thing out here. And it really is unfortunate. But other than that, you know, like depending on like what aspects of Jedi realism you want to follow. Example, you know, if, if you want to 
kind of adapt my path where you work on your fitness level or you take a martial art, you know, that can have difficulties or reading books can have difficulties because it does mean that you're taking time away from things that you'd plausibly rather be doing to read a book or to go to the gym. Like being truthful, like going to the gym for an hour or two a day, it's not nearly that much fun as it sounds. It, it honestly, it's not. And I could think of a thousand other things I'd rather be doing. But unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I can totally agree. On reading books, um, audiobooks. Audiobooks are a big lifesaver for me because. I managed to do two things at once. Like I can go to the gym and work on my strength training and work on my cardio training while listening to an audiobook. So I actually get to kill two birds with one stone. So I'm training my body, but I'm also training my mind at the same time. Or, you know, for Taekwondo, uh, we have in karate, they call them katas. In Taekwondo, we call them pumseis. They are different patterns that, you know, you do different blocks, kicks. Uh, punches in a specific pattern. For me, I use that as part of my moving meditation. So it all flows together where I can say I'm dedicating this much time to everything per day, but a lot of it's actually condensed. You know, there are times where, you know, you'd rather go and hang out with your friends, but, you know, hey, I have to go to the gym and some of your friends might accept it. And say, okay, cool, you do that. You know, you do you and we'll catch you when you're done. Unfortunately, you're going to have other friends who are like, hey, you know what? You know, Elliot, I really want to hang out with you. But, you know, you're going to the gym or, you know, you're going to these martial art classes. And, you know, we just don't have time to hang out together. So I'm going to move on and find somebody else to hang out with. You know, that could be an obstacle for people as well. And, you know, I have lost friendships because I am busy doing me or I'm busy uh, helping people in my community where, hey, you want to go see a movie? No, I can't. I have to go work with so-and-so and, you know, help them with their recovery program. You know, it does kind of suck in a sense that you have to make a decision between one or the other. But, hey, it is to be with you they're going to be with you if they're going to support you they will you know and unfortunately you're going to notice this is going to sound condescending and, and please i'm i'm not meaning it to be but the further you get away from schooling the people who were like your really good friends you know growing up they're going to start cycling off and they're going to have families which is going to take you know that that's a life path in of itself like you know getting married and raising kids um, you know, being truthful, I can use that as an example. There are people who I loved hanging out with, but as soon as they had kids, trust me, they were not nearly as much fun hanging out with because they had to worry about babysitters and stuff like that. And it kind of the same thing with Jedi Realism is this is the life you chose. These are the consequences. Is the benefit worth the consequence? Okay. Uh, I just uh, thought about it when you were talking. Uh, do you have any suggestions how... Because uh, I thought about uh, meditation and how 
I should practice that, and if I should, and yeah, I wondered just if you had any suggestions for how I could practice it. All right. Since book markets will be different, I'll make it easy. There are some kick-ass guided meditations on YouTube. Okay. Check those out. And the best thing about it is it's free. Like there are hundreds and thousands of books about meditation. I'm sure at your local bookstore, you could find a whole bunch of books on it. But, you know, some of the books are cheap. Some are expensive. I admit my Kindle has way too many books in it. But, you know, check out YouTube. And YouTube has uh, some great videos on meditation. YouTube has some great videos about, you know, different philosophies. And, you know, everybody loves watching YouTube and they like watching silly videos or music videos. But there are some great, insightful videos on YouTube that I couldn't recommend highly enough. So, yeah, check out YouTube. Check out, you know, different guided meditations. Um I would definitely not recommend trying to do the three-hour meditations that you see on YouTube because, honestly, I don't know who has that much time in their lives. But there are some short, you know, five, 10, 15-minute videos that I would start with. And I will go through later during my they're my YouTube, uh, you know, favorite videos or whatever. I'll send you a couple links to those as well. And actually, um, Opie, uh, on his Jedi Living channel, has a number of guided meditations. So okay. definitely check. I, I keep saying check his stuff out, but definitely check that out because I know he does have some. I have not honestly watched his channel in a hot minute. It's been like over a year since I watched his channel. But I know his content is still up and his catalog is still up. And he used to have like a guided meditation like once a week or something like that. So he has some great stuff out there. So definitely check his out. Okay, then I'll do that. Otherwise, I think that was what I was thinking about. All right. And, you know, between us, this is going to be a live podcast for a while. Um, how long do you need it to be up for you to get all the content that you need from it? Um, I don't know. Some right. days, maybe. I Actually, um, I don't know because being truthful, I don't go to the apps to listen. Can you download the episodes onto your phone from Spotify or wherever you listen to? Yeah, I, I have actually downloaded some episode from Arcanadia Templar. Okay, cool. I'll leave this up for about a week. Make sure you download it however you do. And then I'll make this episode probably go away. Just because it's a weird podcast. I literally did it just so you could have the recording of it so you can back check your notes. Yes. Yeah, I'll probably leave it up for about a week or so. And anybody okay. listening, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you got something out of it. Um, it's definitely not the traditional podcast that I do, but it's okay. Uh, hopefully people at least got some entertainment value out of it. I hope so too. And <laughs> thank you very much for letting me do this to you. And 
Excellent questions. Uh, no worries. Again, um, I'm always around. I always tell people, you, unfortunately, you live in our side of the world, so it's not as easy for you. But in Messenger, I always listen. You know, I'm, I'm always there. If I don't respond immediately, it's because I'm in the middle of doing something. But I tend to think I, I get back to people pretty quickly. Um, for anybody in the United States, if they have any questions, uh, my Arcanea phone number is on my webpage. So I, I will answer that phone for people with questions as well. And if you lived here, I'd tell you to call me anytime. But I'm pretty sure if you call me anytime, that phone bill would be through the damn roof. But you can, so <laughs> you can hit me up. And if you ever want a video chat or audio chat um, on Messenger, you know, just hit, hit that function. And if I'm not in the middle of something, I will definitely answer. If not, I'll say, hey, give me about an hour. So let me finish what I'm doing. And I do tend to get back to people pretty quickly, I, I think at least. As long as I'm not at my job or... Actually, I'll tell you the one time, the two times I will not answer my phone, to be really truthful. If I'm in the middle of a martial art class, I am not taking that beating and answering my phone. It's locked up. I'm focusing on what I'm focusing on in my martial art class. At the gym, depending on how deep my workout is, like if I'm like really invested in this workout i probably won't answer my phone and the only other time i will not answer my phone is if i'm in a recovery meeting yeah I'm, I'll, I'll call people back other than that i generally answer my phone pretty quick okay all right is that it for now yeah and uh, once again thank you very much for letting me do this and um, i'm very grateful for getting the opportunity oh, to talk to you you're welcome and thank you it was a pleasure and again there are some great aspects of the community and definitely check it out but i'll, I'll try to get you a, a way to check out american jedi to give you a different understanding of that all right if that's it though i am going to end this yes, so thank yes. you very much for talking to me i really appreciate it as well and i'll talk to you soon okay yeah have, have a nice day you too sir